From Annie Wright Schools, this is Inkwell Radio. So you've probably heard the climate is changing, but what can you do about it? Welcome to Sustainable Stories, a podcast segment by Inkwell Radio, where we talk to people who have taken action into their own hands. Today, our host, Gabrielle Krieger, will be talking with climate activist and sophomore at Annie Rice Schools, Anna Parrott. Hi, Anna. Thank you for joining us today. So, I'm curious, when did you first become interested in sustainability? Um, I don't think it was one particular moment, really. It was just about a year ago or so, I started, um, I don't know exactly what happened. I was just started, like, thinking about, like, something really small, like, where does, like, a cotton t-shirt come from? And then I kind of realized, oh, there's all of this process that goes into it, and, like, wow, there's the same process that goes into literally everything, and, like, I don't know. I, it was just, like, a culmination of, like, a bunch of small, like, fun facts that I was learning about how, like, terrible certain things are, and then I just kind of couldn't really look away from it, and then I just kept looking more into it and learning more about it, and just, I don't know. I guess that's <laughs> it's not a very good story, but... What lifestyle changes have you made to be more sustainable? Um... Well, there's like the simple stuff, first of all, which is like use less water, turn the lights off when I leave the room, that type of stuff like that everyone does, like rinse out things, dry them before I recycle them, like really simple stuff. But then I've also tried to reduce my waste by, I don't really eat like granola bars anymore because of like the wrapping and like similar things like that. Like I use like shampoo in bar form and um, I buy conditioner from like a bulk place. Um, and so like a lot of the stuff that I've done is more like waste reduction in my life because there's, and like I've bought a lot more secondhand and I've tried to buy less clothing, but yeah, just like simple stuff, I guess. So tell me about the TerraCycling program you recently started. What sparked your idea? Um, I think I was just, I remember being in the bookstore and seeing people just every single day have like the routine of going to the bookstore, buying a snack, you know, throwing a wrapper away. And it just seems like no, like no matter what I did, people were not going to stop going to the bookstore and buying a snack and throwing a wrapper away. And so I could, I like, originally I really was like, we should, you know, get better snacks that have less packaging. But I thought like people aren't going to want the organic less packaged snack. They're not that's just going to make everyone angry. And so um, I kind of stumbled upon TerraCycle, just like looking at it, like solutions online kind of. And then it seemed just like a good fit. And it was pretty simple, actually. I just kind of like requests, uh, like brought it up to Miss like Amador Melanie. And she was like, yeah, sure, we can try it out. And so it actually was like a pretty simple process once I had the idea. So yeah. What do you see the long-term impacts of this project being? Um, more than waste reduction or anything like that, I just kind of hope that it's like one of the first things in moving the community towards just thinking about those issues at least, or becoming more educated about, you know, like 
the average person wastes it's something like four pounds of like produces like four pounds of waste a day or something ridiculous like that and it's just like that to me seemed really shocking and it seemed strange that no one was talking about it or thinking about it or doing anything about it and so I really just want it to be like something that makes people think a bit more. How else do you fight for the environment? <laughs> fight for the environment. Um, I don't know. I've, well, currently, since I'm, you know, a sophomore in high school, I feel like my job has, for myself, has been really to educate myself. And so I've been like reading the news, keeping up with environmental things going on. I'm also reading two books. I'm really interested in environmental economics. And so I've been reading books about that and just trying to educate myself more so that I can like later take action. And so it's kind of the course I'm going. And then also just like reducing everyday environmental impacts in my life, like my carbon footprint, and my water footprint and all that. Where do you see your passion for the environment taking you in the future? Um, in the future, I think I want to study environmentalism in college. I don't know what form that would take yet. Um, maybe environmental economics or I'm also really interested in like city planning and how like just the structure of like a building can, you know, help energy efficiency and, you know, reduce the need for cars and things like that. I, and also like um, something that I kind of stumbled upon as well that I thought was really interesting is like a big, like one of the environment things that environmentalists say a lot is like lawns are super bad, which I didn't really think about that before, but so I heard somewhere, I don't know if this is true, but that like lawns are like the number one crop of America because they're like so widely grown and they don't really serve a purpose. They're just kind of to look at. Um, and also the water that goes into them is like insane. And like probably like if that went into a garden, you know, you could feed a whole neighborhood with just like the lawns on the yard. And so that's something that's really interesting that I think is like really interesting to think about. Again, just like educating myself about that stuff has been kind of fun. <laughs> I'm curious, the more you educate yourself, do you feel hope for our environment in the future or how does it make you feel? Um, I think when I first started thinking about environmentalism more deeply, I was super upset about it and I just felt like, oh my God, I can't waste anything and I can't, you know, take up space basically just because it felt like there was already such a big problem and everyone was just adding more and more to it. Um, but that's not a really good mindset to take, like um, approaching any problem because it doesn't make it better. It just makes you upset. Um, and so I think that there could be hope I honestly, I don't know right now, <laughs> but I, try, I tend not to think about that and more think about like ways that we can improve even against odds that say that it's too late anyway, you know? Yeah. How can others make an impact too? Oh, um, I think a big thing, especially for people our age, is just really just educate yourself, like learn about those subjects, listen to podcasts, <laughs> uh, read books, and then like obviously try to take those first steps um, in your day-to-day -day life, which can be really small, but again, like if everyone did them, it would make a really big impact. And like also I'm, 
I went vegetarian, but obviously that doesn't work with everyone's diet and their lifestyle and their culture and everything, but that was something that I took because meat, you know, has all these environmental impacts, like the space it takes up, the water usage, um, the methane produced, like, there's just a lot of stuff with meat, and so that's why, like, that was my choice. Um, and then I think a big thing also is to, to try to take political action, um, uh, because a lot of those issues, like, really toxic substances in um, the goods we buy and things like that, or like overpackaging and things like that. Even if you yourself stop purchasing that, it really is much more effective to just have an umbrella, either like ban or restriction on it. And so that's why I think that like governmental policy regarding um, environmentalism is much more effective. So like participating in like your local uh, government and paying attention to that and like voting for the environment, I think is like one way that people can really help. Thank you for joining us today, Anna. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> this episode of Inkwell Radio was produced by Gabrielle Krieger and Caitlin Tan. Thank you for listening to Inkwell Radio, the Annie Wright Student News Podcast. Visit us online at AnnieWrightInkwell.org or follow us on Instagram at AnnieWrightInkwell. Send questions or ideas to inkwell at aw.org. Until next time.